coming here at six, I still did feel many ways like an outsider. And I, I tried to do a lot of things that, you know, I was better at. And so I think that in that way, I tended to talk about my feelings less because I felt like that maybe would put me at a disadvantage in general. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 41 of the Mad Heavy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And today we want to touch on a different topic. You know, I think mental health is very broad. We touch on a lot of things. Uh, we did a discussion with Joanna a few weeks ago on eating disorders, and you guys should definitely check out that toolkit if you haven't already, because it's a super powerful one. I know I learned a lot from it. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. But today, I think... Um, as an immigrant myself, uh, Phineas had brought up the idea of talking about that experience and perhaps the effects that that could have on on identity, on, on just being in a new country, feeling like perhaps at times you don't belong. So we're going to explore that a bit today. Um, before we do that, our hearts are still with uh, the people of Ukraine and we're, we're closely watching. We linked a few organizations last week and we'll do the same this week. So uh, please check them out. Please donate if you can. Um, and we'll do our best to continue updating and being as involved as we can on the situation. Coming off of our classic shoot two weeks ago, I'm sure most people saw that we kind of asked everyone the question of what does mental health mean to you? And I know we talk about it a lot, but to really get into how mental health is a part of everything we do and a part of everyone's life. And I think even for the people who don't take it that seriously. Maybe you feel like your parents or, or other people who might be a bit older that just don't get it. It's still a part of their lives, right? Everyone, I think it's something like we have 20,000 thoughts a day or some shit, right? And like all of those thoughts trigger feelings, which trigger emotions, which then kind of trigger behaviors. And that's really the triangle of it. I think the beauty of mental health to me, like in, in the quote that I had in that post was that it's the great equalizer, right? It's, it's really what can bring us all together uh, from all parts of the world, from all different kinds of backgrounds and, and ethnicities and things like that. And it's important for us on the show to continue to talk about it for all different kind of people and experiences. And as soon as Phineas told us the idea of kind of the immigrant experience, uh, I was super excited to be able to talk to Payment about that and, and really hear uh, from his perspective, you know, what that was like. Obviously, he was young, but I think that it's really shaped a lot of who he was and for me not being an immigrant myself but having uh great grandparents that immigrated to america from poland uh during world war ii uh to new york and then ultimately landing in michigan i know that the effect that it's had on my family and the sense of faith and religion and community that has really banded uh my family and i think the jewish people really together and i think for me i i can't even imagine being dropped in a place where I didn't recognize a single thing I was looking at, be able to speak the language, uh, really anything, just being an entire new world, almost like you're an alien in outer space is, is really what I think of. And that sounds frightening in a lot of different ways. And I can't even imagine the kind of mental health side effects that that would have. So I'm excited to, to kind of hear from Payment's perspective on it. Yeah, so I thought it'd be a fascinating topic to tackle this is one of the areas that so many of our listeners can relate to. Everybody has their own 
background and their own experience. And I'm always surprised by people close to me when I find out their journey to where they got to and how many people have a, a shared experience with being an immigrant on any number of levels. And Pam, and you've spoken so eloquently about your experience. So Mason, maybe you and I can kind of both tag team a, a little bit of a roundtable discussion uh, and ask Payment a few questions about his experience and the, the mental health aspects associated with it. So to start off, Payment, you've spoken about coming to mental health or coming to therapy later in life and, and your journey to, to being more comfortable talking about your mental health, coming to that relatively later in life, at least in comparison with Mason. How has your cultural background or your background as an immigrant impacted that? Are those two things tied in any way? I don't know. I think um, I think it's definitely more tied to my personality, which maybe was affected by moving here. Um, again, I moved here when I was six, and I didn't speak English, so I was super young, and I feel very lucky to have moved at such an early age. I think the older you are, the harder it is, and my parents move when they're like in their early 40s, so um, I definitely can't imagine or relate to that. But I think coming here at six, I still did feel many ways like an outsider. And I, I tried to do a lot of things that, you know, I was better at, whether that was school or sports at times, try to like excel as much as I could in everything that I did. And so I think that in that way, I tended to complain less or talk about my feelings less because I felt like that maybe would put me at a disadvantage in general. And again, I don't know if it's all tied to moving here or being an immigrant, but I do think some of that I carried with me and I still probably do in some ways now. And in some ways, I think it's helpful because it's given me my drive and ambition and work ethic. But then in some other ways, it's it's obviously counterproductive as well. So for me, I feel like one of the biggest things that immigrants kind of have to decide, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, is balancing how much to maintain and preserve of their original culture and then how much they want to kind of adapt and assimilate into American culture. I know when I first met you, obviously your parents were very proud of, of having that Italian heritage and whether that was the Italian national soccer team or, you know, the kind of food that your mom would always make or speaking the language and things like that. I always felt a sense that they were very proud of, of Italy and proud of where they came from. I'm curious either if, if you have any stories from them or anything that you noticed or even what you remember as a kid of, of what it's like to kind of balance maintaining where I came from and that integrity and then also letting some of that go to really assimilate into a new culture with new traditions and, and things like that. Yeah, it's interesting. My parents are both from Iran. They immigrated to Italy during the revolution in the 70s. So they actually immigrated twice. It's interesting because they had to first, you know, assimilate into a new culture when they moved around 17, 18, and then they lived there for about 20 years before we moved to the U.S. So I think their experience was a little bit different than mine because their true home was Iran, and then their later childhood into adulthood was really formed in Italy where they met, where they got married, um, and then eventually where me and my brother were born. And so I think they had that mixture of both cultures you know like the persian culture and some of the italian one that you know they they grew into over time and so i feel like when they moved here they already had a lot of that uh and it was it was harder for them to at that point like change i think for me and my brother it was a little bit different because you know i was six and he was four so 
we felt that, you know, I think the stories that my mom tells me is just like, we didn't speak English or like we wanted to like focus on English, even though we spoke Italian and Farsi at the time, right? And we wanted our parents to only speak English to us, things like that, that I think at the time were ways that we were just trying to probably assimilate with like the kids that we went to school with and like everyone that we were around. And I think it was probably challenging a little bit to, as a, as a child to keep all of those like in my head, like you couldn't be like three different things at once. And I think as I've gotten older, um, a better understanding of like my Persian culture, um, still a little bit of like that Italian stuff, mainly through like food and some like festivity type stuff. And then, yeah, I did, I was and did grow up here. So I think that that American culture has also probably made like the biggest impact on me and shaped probably my some of my drive and how I view things and entrepreneurship and all those things differently than if I grew up in Italy would have. But when you think about who you are, like if you were to self-describe, right, what do you say? I'm an, I'm an American. I'm, I'm, I'm from LA. I'm an LA kid. Um, you know, I do think I identify as an American. I definitely do also identify like as an immigrant, but I think a lot of my, my views are very like with more within like American culture, even though like I have a lot of respect for where, where, you know, where my family's from and like where I immigrated from, I think spending most of my formative years here uh, has impacted me in, in, in viewing it that way. And, and I feel proud about that. I do also feel proud to, to be an immigrant. I, I definitely like have that as part of my identity forever. Uh, but that's how I think about it. Yeah. I think uh, it reminds me what I was saying earlier of the sense of community and the sense of being a part of something bigger i think any time anyone goes through a major change in any way i think you're really looking to build a support system of people who have gone through that change as well or who understand that change or who you can relate to and kind of feel safe with in some way and i feel like for you guys it was so awesome to move to beverly hills and have such a strong group of Persian families that have come to America and just the shared culture and background that you guys had. I mean, even growing up for me, uh, most of my best friends would be Persian, right? And I would go over to their uh, families for dinners and eat Persian food or even just hearing them all be able to speak Farsi uh, to each other. I think even for the parents and the kids uh, made it well, I don't want to say that it made it an easier transition, but it seemed like it was really great to have a lot of different people uh, who immigrated from the same country to really build a community around uh, to help feel safe and to help be proud and, and keep some of the same customs. Do you feel that that was kind of helpful for you and in, in your ability to to assimilate here? I'm not sure, actually, um, because most of the people... Most of the Persian families here that, that I'm friends with or most of my friends now are Jewish, but like my family's not Jewish. And so I think it's actually a little bit different, even though like everyone's Persian still. So I think in some ways it was actually even more confusing, especially like at a younger age, because my family wasn't really, really religious at all. We, we celebrated Christmas, but that was kind of it. But I think seeing another different form uh, of a community that I was a part of was a little bit confusing, I think. All things considered, I think it still is probably a positive. But at the time, I, I don't think it necessarily helped because I just like didn't really understand. I couldn't really relate to like the 
you know, some of those customs, some of the more like uh, religious type of activities. And so Shabbats I think, and stuff. yeah, I think, um, I think it was just, yeah, it was just an interesting time because like I had just moved here. So I really didn't know much, but as I grew, I kind of understood the different dynamics more, but I don't know that that necessarily helped. Mm-hmm. So payment, you have obviously lived here almost your whole life. Uh, and you, I think you would describe yourself as being almost fully assimilated, if, if that's the word you would choose. Can you speak to the folks listening that are at a different stage, maybe earlier in that process? Maybe they're younger, maybe they're your age, but they came here later in life and they have an accent or whatever it is about their journey that makes them not quite as far along, if, if that's how you would describe it. What would you say to those folks or if you had any sort of general advice as somebody who's maybe a little bit further along in that journey? Yeah, I think uh, we, we've talked about this on a few episodes. I remember we spoke on it with Eric Nam and actually recently with, with Steph Shep last week. Uh, but I think there's two things. One is I think at first you want to just like be like everyone else, you know, so much and like hide the things that like make you and like the culture and country that you come from unique. And so I think a lot of my childhood was probably spent that way and then i think as you get older and more mature and and understand more of like where you came from then you have more pride in that and you start seeing that like being different is actually cool is actually unique and that you have different perspectives and and views on things because of it and so i think being able to embrace it and and at first i think that that's hard to do um you know i imagine if you move here a little bit later you know you're you have shame around like having an accent or like not really understanding like pop culture here or different things that may be challenging at first. But I think over time, I think what's great about America is that like we, for the most part, do accept different people from different backgrounds and understanding and keeping what's unique about you, your family, your heritage is important. And so I think that would be my biggest advice and uh, something that I've definitely spent more time thinking about as I'm getting older. I think even more, too, when you were just talking and I was thinking about how I could potentially relate to your experience, I think throughout our life, even if we stay in one country, there are kind of times where we're immigrating around our entire lives as as we grow up and as we become adults, whether it's a new school or a new job or even a new friend group, I think there's always the initial urge to like you were saying just want to fully fit in want to adopt whatever the people here are doing but it's so important to really maintain that sense of pride of where we all come from i mean we all come from somewhere and and that place is special to us and has such a deep impact on who we are and why we are and i think as we get older and explore the world and and maybe meet people that come from different backgrounds or have more money or or are more this or that and and we start to really compare and want to shape shift into something else i think it's always really helped me stay grounded um and really stay present and help me stay true to myself to really not only be proud of of where i come from but really think about what it's taught me and and how i can continue to use those values and and principles throughout my life as as i continue to grow and evolve that's a really good point i think it's staying true to yourself and as we always say not comparing to other people so much and understanding yourself more and more hopefully over time 
Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Phineas, for the questions. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'd love to hear your immigrant experiences. If you've had any any questions you may have, you could always email us, podcast at madhappy.com. On another note, uh, we're launching our TikTok this week, which is super exciting. I have been creating some really fun content with all of our episodes of the past. If you're a newer listener, I think there's so much for you to check out. And, and you know, we have over 40 episodes now. And if you have been with us for a minute, uh, I think there's a lot of great little nuggets that I know I forgot and was super awesome to hear again and, and even go back to some episodes and relearn about different mental health topics and things that we've covered on the show. Uh, so you could find us at Mad Happy on TikTok. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk soon. Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.